You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Have you always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. Well, hello there and welcome to this week's episode of The Press Zone right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. We are a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, Thanks to those fine folks over there. And if that's the way that you found us, uh, welcome. Welcome to the show. Um, And we are also sponsored by the folks over at DraftKings. You'll hear from them just here in a little bit with a special offer wildcard weekend in the NFL. Uh, but first, uh, let me make some introductions here on episode 239. Uh, I am Amy Johnson. I'm the lead correspondent and your host uh, of the show, uh, lead correspondent at the AHL Report, that is. And I'm joined in the studio each and every week by our editor-in-chief, who also happens to be our founder and president. And he's the one and only Rick Stevens. How are you doing today? Good afternoon. Hello. Chilly minus 20 in Montreal today. It is definitely hockey weather. Are you speaking in Fahrenheit or in Celsius? Minus 20 Celsius, of course. Okay. There's well, a, are there any countries left that still use Fahrenheit? We're not getting into this <laughs> argument. <laughs> minus 20 folks. Celsius, and I, I don't know. I don't know what the wind chill is here, but it's very cold. Us and fine uh, folks in the land of Fahrenheit <laughs> also have a cold day. Quite cold. Yes. Uh, Hockey weather, but it's a good thing because we have hockey this week to talk about. Like on the ice hockey. Stop it. No, we Mm -hmm. don't. Of course we do. The Laval Rockets stopped playing hockey on December 17th, and they haven't been heard of since. You're telling me they're going to play hockey this week? This week, they'll be on the ice. Well, they've been on the ice practicing, but there'll be actually some game action too. Allegedly. Mm Mm-hmm. As Squirrely Dan would say, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> uh, well, we do have. Yeah, uh, things change minute to minute. So that's right. What we know right now. What we know right now is the Laval Rocket's going to play some hockey this week, and they're not going to look like the Laval Rocket that you know and love. Um, we're going to talk about that here in our first segment. Uh, the Canadians and the Rocket returning to practice this week after. A little bit of a shorter layoff for the Canadians, but both had paused all of their activities. So we're going to get you caught up on what practice looked like for the Rocket. Uh, We're going to bring you some audio, actually. Laval has uh, switched to Zoom calls for their media availabilities. So uh, 
able to uh well we have uh we have some audio from uh, a new player who's joined the team and also i was able to hop on today and and chat for a bit with uh, jean-francois Ull. so we'll bring you a bit of that audio uh from the last couple of days uh and talk about laval's schedule this week uh how all of that is going to shake out what the roster really looks like these days um and uh and get you all set for the return of laval ahl hockey uh, in addition, uh, we do have an injury report on a Habs prospect uh, who is playing overseas. And so we'll talk to you a bit about that. And then after that short message from our sponsor, DraftKings, uh, in the second segment, we're going to come back and Patrick Williams will be here. Gosh, time flies when you're having fun. Uh, it's already been two weeks since the last time he was here, so it means it's time for another edition of the AHL Hot Stove. Uh, Patrick Williams, of course, is the AHL correspondent for NHL.com, as well as uh, a uh, correspondent for the AHL's official website as well. Uh, and he's a contributor here at Rocket Sports Media. We're lucky to have him. So he's going to join us today, and we're going to talk about the <laughs> the state. You know, we don't have an AHL All-Star game uh, uh, coming up in the next month so it's maybe this is kind of the the state of the league <laughs> a little bit um and and we'll talk to him here in the second segment it's going to be a great show wow wow i'm looking forward to it i am too so as we said the canadians and laval finally got back to practicing this week um rick let, i don't know about you but trying to keep track of on both teams the comings and goings. Who's in COVID protocol? Who's back from COVID protocol? Who's still stuck in the United States? Who's on the taxi squad? Who's on the regular roster? Who's down in Laval? I, I don't, like my head's spinning. It's nuts. No, absolutely. <laughs> it's nuts. And at one time, um, the, there were 24 players uh, for the Montreal Canadiens in COVID protocol, and uh, they've come out. Um, they've been exiting that COVID protocol over the last few days. So many of them are back. Uh, some, some, uh, you know, as you said, are, are in the States. Some have, uh, been sent to Laval. Um, it's, um, as you said, it's tough to keep, keep up and it changes, uh, from hour to hour. It really does. Um, it changes constantly. Jean-Sebastien D was, Called up for all of five minutes. Was he on the taxi squad or was on the taxi he was squad, on the taxi yeah. squad? But he got sent back down yesterday, I guess, because of some of the guys that came back from COVID protocol for the Canadians. Um, I should mention we're going to focus mostly on Laval today. Uh, Rick is going to have a special midweek episode of the Canadians Connection podcast coming out tomorrow, which is Wednesday mm -hmm. uh, this week. You'll find that at allhabs.net. Uh, and so if you want all of the latest on what's going on with the Canadians roster as they get set to go out on this lengthy little self-induced road trip that they that they're embarking on um, then you're going to want to check that out so again allhabs.net or canadiansconnection.fm uh, tomorrow Wednesday look for that for all of your Canadians news um, so Jean-Sebastien D up and back pretty quickly um, now as far as guys stuck in the U.S. Louis Belpedio is back cleared protocol I don't it's like there's a number of things but he will be joining Rick he'll he won't be going to Laval he's joining the Canadians on their road trip correct 
Heading to Boston, that's right. Heading to Boston, as will, there are guys stuck in the U.S., uh, so guys like Brandon Baddock, Caden Primo, Michael Pizzetta, uh, they're all going to travel to Boston with the Canadians as well. Some of them are already still in the U.S., um, and so we'll just join the Canadians in Boston. Rick, it's, you know, it's convoluted enough, all of this in and out and who's in protocol and who's not but then you've got the border issue all of those guys even though they came out of covid protocol if they had traveled back to canada then they would have gotten thrown into quarantine so that, that wouldn't have worked no that's right <laughs> and stick tap to the the travel coordinator of, oh. of the montreal canadians because um it's it's a puzzle uh to to figure out where all these folks are give that person a bonus this year please <laughs> um now one of those question marks also is gianni fairbrother um he just returned from the u.s he has returned to canada so he is currently in quarantine so rick the question there is still yet to be determined um once he gets out of quarantine from returning to canada from the u.s uh, will he just slot back in with Laval? Will the Canadians have him join them for the taxi squad? We don't really know at this point. It, it was Dom Ducharme who said uh, on um, on Tuesday after practice, um, you know, all of these players will be available to us in Boston. Uh, but what condition are they are in the are they in the optimal uh, position uh, p- um, condition to play a game? Mm-hmm. Um, and said we're just going to take the best uh, the the, the twenty one best players who are are feeling the best and in the best condition to play a game. But we want to have a lot of them there, so um, they will have a, a larger group than they need, and I that group will be pared down. I expect as the uh, road trip uh, continues uh, and and more sent back if if they can cross the border and all that to 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 Laval. That's right. Uh, so as of today, today or actually Laval's on a road trip too. So they may they may meet. Yeah, uh, and, if, if and, they get sent down, uh, right. it doesn't mean they'll go directly to Laval. They'll meet them on the road. And I mean, for at least um, well, let's see. The Canadians play Boston, then Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, Laval goes on the road this weekend in New England, so um, at, some might stay there, right? So at least there will be they will be stateside, uh, which will make transferring them in on and off the the Habs taxi squad a little easier at that point because they'll all be in the United States mm-hmm. for at least a couple of days. So again, as you say. <laughs> Uh, Carl Gagnon and whoever's doing <laughs> doing that for for the Habs. Uh, Alain, his father. Yeah, well, there you go. Alain Gagnon, the his Gagnon father family does, is yeah, just are uh, looking after everything for both Laval <laughs> and the Canadians. I'm sure those family dinners have great conversations in them right now. But if you need a deal, yeah, a travel deal. If you need a travel deal, the guys. call the guys. <laughs> um, so, what does that mean for Laval? Laval is scheduled to play their first game in almost a month. Uh, tomorrow night at Place Bell. They've got one game at home. They're hosting the Syracuse Crunch. You remember, flashback a month ago, which feels like a year ago, Syracuse was bogged down with COVID shutdowns of their own, game after game after game. It went it went on for what felt like three weeks, and it may well have been. Um, so Syracuse went through a lengthy shutdown as well. They have recently gotten back going though. Tomorrow night will not be their la- be their first game back on the ice. Um, for Laval, it will be. And 
I've even had people ask this on Twitter. Who's left in Laval? Well, as as J.F. Uhl said, you know, their their AHL contract guys are there. Their Donic, Danic Martels are there. Their Gabriel Borks, their Alexander Fortans, their Kevin Waz. J.C. Bodan is still there. Um, Toby Pacepi-San is there. Tori Dello's there. Um, you know, those kinds of guys. If you're looking for prospects. <laughs> you won't find many won't of them find in Laval. No. Um, Xavier Wellett is still injured. So that's a little bit of a, you know, Gianni Fairbrother is quarantining. Xavier Wellett's still injured. So it's a little, it's a little light on, on the blue line. Um, it did force Laval to uh, host a, a raft of call-ups from Trois-Rivières. So um, you've got a lot of guys. In fact, the most recent one who just cleared uh, with a negative test to join the team today was Oliver Gallipo. Uh, he joins joins the team. There's a lot of Sean St. Amant, um, Peter Donato, Cedric de Rousseau, uh is is up from... Uh, Trois-Rivière, as is goaltender Kevin Poulin. Um, keep in mind, remember, Carey Price obviously still not back. Uh, Jake Allen finally back out of COVID protocol, so that leaves him in Montembeau, but Primo is going to be on the taxi squad, so that leaves McNiven and Poulin in uh, the goaltending situation. And then, Rick, if that's not confusing enough, uh, Laval signed three players to PTOs in the last week or so. Uh, one is one of them is another goaltender, Louis-Philippe uh, Guindon. There's a center, Ryan Valentini. And here's a name. Here's a blast from the past. Devontae Smith-Pelly. All right. How, how much money did you have on Devontae Smith-Pelly being back in a Montreal organization uniform? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't happen. No. Um, so, but, I mean... It's, uh... He's a recognizable name, and 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 the the fans will will uh, know of him and and be interested to see how he does for Laval. I'm sure. sure. So he actually met with the media yesterday uh, in Laval. Talked about how you know uh, it's been a rough couple of years for him. To his credit, in his interview, uh, he said not once, not twice, probably at least three times, multiple times, he kept emphasizing. Because he was he was asked a lot, you know, how hard has the last couple of years been on him? Because he he hasn't played for the last couple of years. He hasn't played during the pandemic. And his last assignment before that, uh, he wasn't playing a whole lot. Uh, and so he kept being asked this question. And to his credit, he kept saying, you know, yeah, it's not been easy. Um, it's not been easy to not be working. It's not been easy to not have consistent training. But he kept saying over and over um it's not been easy for anybody, no matter what their job is and situation, whether it's work related or life related. It's not been a lot. It's not been an easy couple of years for anybody. So he's just tried to stay as positive as he could, um, said that at 29 years old, he, quote, has a lot of hockey left in his body. Um, and here's what he had to say when asked um, how he's approaching this PTO with Laval. Like I said, I'm not looking too far ahead. I'm trying to take it day by day. You know, we're supposed to play Wednesday. I'm trying to get ready for that and um, make sure I'm helping the team and make sure I feel good so that I can help the team. So I'm not really um, looking as a as a stepping stone or anything right this second. I'm 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 worried about um, getting ready and, and helping this team. You know, Wednesday and then beyond that. Good answer. That's that's the right approach. Yeah. Um, that uh, don't look too far ahead. 
just you're there to do a job to help the team and uh, and do that and, and then uh, everything else will take care of itself. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was, uh, and he, he, that's another phrase that he kept repeating that he was just taking things day by day and that he didn't want to look too far ahead. He just wanted to focus on the task at hand each day and he was just grateful to have an opportunity. So, um, like you say, I think it's a good attitude. Um, you know, he brings some experience, uh, to a group that is not going to have a ton of, of, of experience. Uh, as we said, the roster is, not what you're accustomed to seeing in Laval. Uh, and I, and, and, um, when I asked JFL today, you know, what the challenges are after, after having almost a one month layoff, not only from game action, but there was a, you know, shutdowns because of, for practice as well. So what are the challenges in getting a game together, um, after almost a month and with a roster with a lot of new faces? And he basically said, you know, we're just going to take things gradually. I can't expect, uh, to jump in full force. Otherwise, uh, we're going to get groin tear- tears. We're going to get injuries if guys try to do too much too soon. So uh, just kind of trying to ease everybody back in. He said, um, fortunately, most of the guys that they've had to call up are guys that they had in rookie camp and training camp and who know the systems pretty well. So they're at least familiar Um and uh, yeah, it's he he actually he actually even expanded on it a bit uh, when he was talking with the media yesterday. Uh, let's take a listen to JFL. Well, we, we have a lot of guys from True Rivers that done really well there. We have all our contracted players from the American Hockey League that uh, have, have been with us for, for uh, the most part of the year. And, uh, you know, players like Bork, Martel, Gignac and uh, Roy, uh, you know, they've, they've done well for us and contributed offensively. And on defense, uh, Bisson and um, Dello that we still have here, Neil um, and Amorosa, uh, they, they've all played well for us. And it's, like I said earlier in French, it's, it's an opportunity for those guys to shine on, uh, on a different level and, and get like power play time or PK time that they would otherwise not get. And, um, you know, f- f- that's how I see it. Take it one day at a time and it's an opportunity for other players to, uh, to shine. And that's, um, you know, uh, an AHL coach is used to uh, a changing roster, mm-hmm. but not a changing roster like this. Not a complete uh, overhaul. <laughs> no, and 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 it's it it doesn't just have it doesn't just happen with Lavelle. It's happening across uh, the AHL, as we'll talk with Patrick Williams uh, shortly. Um, so this is a really new beast, and you you can't. Uh, put too much pressure on these guys. Uh, give them opportunities. Let them uh, shine, as as he said, and, um, and and not look too far ahead. Well, and it's interesting. You know, we've talked about this extensively both here and on the Canadians Connection podcast about how there's a lot of the AHL guys that are getting this opportunity at the NHL level because of this exact same reason. Um, and we've talked extensively about how all of this. Uh, all of the shutdowns, postponements, protocols at the NHL level is a trickle-down effect to the AHL and to the ECHL. And this is the example of that, that the opportunities that AHL guys are getting at the NHL level right now, ECHL guys are also going to get that opportunity right now at the AHL level. So, um, you know, you you temper your expectations. Um, yes, it's a it's a good chance to get some, some experience. Um, maybe show what you can do uh, and and just uh, learn and soak up as much as you can. So 
Uh, Rick, it'll be it'll be interesting to see um, what things look like uh, on the ice tomorrow night for Laval's first game. Uh, they then head off this weekend on the road in Springfield and Hartford. Uh, who knows? They might be facing Charlie Lindgren in net on Friday, depending on on Springfield's rotation. Um, I would imagine Michael McNiven gets uh, the start. I would imagine it'll be um, him tomorrow night and and most likely him and Poulin this weekend. I don't, I, I'm guessing that the third guy, the, their PTO is there f- just for uh, safety's sake um, as, as an extra goaltender, but it'll certainly be interesting to see, uh, <laughs> to see what, what their on ice product looks like after mm-hmm. all this time. Uh, be sure you're following at the AHL report and checking ahlreport.com. Uh, we will have full game recaps of all three of those games, full coverage, uh, all week long. Uh, so live in-game tweets and updates at the AHL report on Twitter, and then full comprehensive game recaps, uh, at ahlreport.com each night after the game. So be sure you are looking for those and, uh, Hey, share them on your social media platforms so that everyone else gets to see that the Laval will be back in action. Um, one other note, Rick, um, prospect, you mentioned that uh, if you're looking for prospects in Laval, there aren't many there. Uh, but speaking of a prospect who is a little is much farther away, um, Matthias Norlander, uh, just a bit of news. He's returned to Fralunda. Uh, he's getting you know he's getting game action, power play time, and and so on and so forth. But unfortunately, isn't going to be playing for a little while. Uh, sustained an injury over the weekend. He played, uh, as we know, uh, six games for Laval, six games for the Montreal Canadiens, and then it was felt that um, his uh, development could, um, w- a better path would be back uh, with Frolunda. Um, but he's only played three games, or part of three games uh, since he returned, um, was hit in the face with a puck and sustained an injury, but um, I, I think this is a situation that's more than just stitches to repair the cut. Uh, it's said that the kind of conflicting reports, whether he has a concussion or not a concussion, uh, is not really clear, but um, it's, it's something that's bothering him, um, and, um, and he has missed uh, games uh, for London games. He has. So uh, speedy recovery to Matthias Norlander. Um, Hoping he gets uh, gets well soon and gets back on the ice. Um, should mention also, I did ask uh, JF Old today for injury updates on Josh Brook and Joel Teasdale. Remember those guys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we haven't heard from them in a while. Well, uh, Josh Brook, Ull uh, reports is has started to skate alone, so he's a little farther out, but skating alone, which is a good sign. Joel Teasdale is, he says, practicing with the team in a non-contact jersey. Um, So that is a very good sign for Joel Teasdale. He says uh, probably another two or three weeks in a no-contact jersey and then perhaps looking to rejoin the team at that point. So uh, maybe at the beginning of February we might see Joel Teasdale uh, in game action, which would be a wonderful thing. 
All right. Uh, We are going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsors at DraftKings. On the other side, you don't want to miss this. Patrick Williams is joining us for another edition of the AHL Hot Stove. And uh, we're going to take a look at what is going on around the AHL. It is... you think it's a mess with Laval? It's it's a, it's kind of a mess everywhere. Uh, and thankfully, we have Patrick here to help us sort it all out and sort through it. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. This is the Press Zone right here on Rocket Sports Radio. The NFL playoffs are here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. Now, if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have something to play for this wildcard weekend. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN this wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And welcome back to episode 239 of The Press Zone right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, And we are back with you. Uh, I am your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. Uh, Once again, be sure you're following at the AHL Report on Twitter. You can also follow this podcast on Twitter at The Press Zone. Uh, If you're looking for Rick on Twitter, uh, he can be found at AllHabs. And you can find me at Flyers Rule, uh, the press zone. We're here every Tuesday talking about prospects in the Montreal Canadiens organization. Uh, And of course, as we mentioned in the last segment, the Canadiens Connection podcast hosted by Rick. Uh, with a rotating <laughs> co-hosting seat between myself, Chris G., Michael Spinella. Uh, you can find them every Saturday. But this week, you can also find them on Wednesday. So don't forget to... Uh, Get that special bonus episode when it comes out on Wednesday this week. Um, Also, Rick, I should mention, if any of our listeners happen to listen on Spotify or iTunes, well, they can give back a little bit, can't they? They sure can. can. You can rate us. Yeah. Uh, it's something iTunes has, has, has always offered, but Spotify, it's a, it's a newer feature. So if you are an iTunes or Spotify user, we would. Or Apple Podcasts, they call well, it Apple Podcasts now, but we know. We it, know. Colloquially, it's, it's iTunes. It's iTunes. Yeah. Sorry, not an Apple user, so. <laughs> <laughs> Android over here. Um, Apple, iTunes, whatever it is, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. That or Spotify. Uh, do us a favor and rate the podcast. Um, I know on Apple you can rate each episode. Uh, 
as well as the podcast overall. So, hey, if you want to do double duty, that would be great. Uh, for Spotify, just go to the podcast's main page on Spotify and you can rate the podcast as a whole, not episode by episode. Uh, and we would greatly appreciate that. Well, we teased this at the top of the show, mentioned it before we went to commercial break, and we know that you stuck around for the second segment because it is AHL Hot Stove Week. That means Patrick Williams is back with us for the first time in 2022. Welcome, sir. Glad to have you here in in the 2022 landscape. Yeah, it it feels a lot like the 21 (laughs) landscape, unfortunately, Um, but all the same, good to be back. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's kind of like the, um, it's like, this is the song that never ends. I'm not going (laughs) to sing it. Don't ask me to sing it. But it's like, it's, I feel like we keep thinking that things are going to turn a corner and then they turn the wrong corner and go in the opposite direction. Um, You know, the NHL, it's no, it's, no news that games are consistently and still being postponed there. We're seeing um, almost daily still uh, AHL games postponed. We're seeing roster upheaval, as we talked about even two weeks ago with the taxi squads and COVID absences and injuries and call-ups and whatnot. Um, I guess generally just to start, what's kind of like the state of affairs right now in the American Hockey League? Is it just kind of just trying to get it done is there a sense that all of these games can be rescheduled um what's what's really you know we know what it looks like for laval but league-wide is it much different well you know that i forget the exact phrasing of it but uh, you know every time the elephant uh, gets a cold um all the other animals around it get a cold as well. And that's sort of what I feel like applies to the American Hockey League at the moment. All the NHL's problems have directly hit the American Hockey League. And, you know, the AHL has its own problems as well, right? I mean, you know, it's just not uh, what's affecting the the NHL, but the NHL has its own COVID issues. It has, you know, the the normal day-to-day injury issues that – um, still happen in hockey. And so um, the AHL is kind of getting hit on all fronts. And, you know, you look at, like, for example, the Hartford Wolfpack right now. The, their head coach is in New York. And um, their top eight players, uh, eight of their top ten scorers, as well as their number one goaltender, are with the Rangers as well. So, you know, how you know the question becomes, how do you have any consistency, number one? I mean, how are you um, able to develop players properly? And then number two, I mean, how do you try to win games when, you know, uh, at least half of your roster is um, basically ECHL call-ups. And, and that's not to say, uh, or that doesn't even take into account, uh, you know, the COVID issues you may have and, you know, COVID information is a lot more difficult to, to pry out of teams at this level, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, most of what I do know is uh, kind of through unofficial back channels. But, uh, you know, it's COVID is still going around. Uh, I know the Rochester Americans still have uh, four players who are unavailable because of COVID uh, as of yesterday. So, um, so HL kind of is just on all fronts, just really um, kind of getting the full brunt of all this. And, um, you know, the NHL is certainly not uh, going to uh, plan anything around the American Hockey League. So the, the NHL, in a lot of ways, it's kind of on its, on its own and has to figure it out as it goes along. When we just saw even today, you know, Laval, and, and you've seen this with other teams as well, are starting to kind of trick 
unlike what the NHL is doing is they are waiting as long as they possibly can to to put out a revised schedule. Mm-hmm. The AHL seems to be as they can reschedule things for teams, they're, it's kind of coming out in a trickle. Um, so we see that happening consistently. Oh, this game got rescheduled. We now have a date for this postponement, those types of things. Is it realistic to think that all of at this stage in the game that all of the games that have been postponed in the American Hockey League are going to get rescheduled? Well, I think it comes down to a math issue. I mean, um, I think we're right around at 110 days till the end of the season, that April 30th date that already was extended um, past the original April 24th date. And so you look at, for example, the Syracuse Crunch, uh, they, they still have 52 games to go um, in about 110 day span. So the math works out to a little bit of every other day. Um, you know, so that, that's a, you're looking at three, four games a week for a steady four months almost. And it doesn't leave a whole lot of time. If you're playing three or four nights a week, let's say you're playing Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. And then if you do it, you know, four, maybe then you're doing a Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So where, where do you s- stick those extra games in there if you start to lose some more? Uh, you know, you're playing on a Monday or Tuesday night. So um, it gets really difficult uh, to, to try to make, make it all work. Um, factoring in travel, uh, factoring in, you know, not, not that building availability is a huge issue at this level um, for the most part, but uh, certainly if you're trying to play games on a Monday or Tuesday night in this league, it's just going to be a really tough sell financially uh, you know, to get any sort of decent crowd. Uh, so it's, yeah, it, it, I don't know, to be honest. I, I think if everything stays kind of status quo now and there are no more postponements either because of uh, COVID or, um, you know, just the normal situations that happen uh, in winter, you know, in certain parts of the league where um, you lose games because of uh, weather, um, you know. So, yeah, if everything is, stays as is, I think everything they can probably get all those games in, but they don't have much wiggle room at this point. And so uh, any sort of extra disruption beyond this, I think really would put that uh, into uh, real question. And as it is, they want to have uh, the playoffs wrapped up by June 30th. Um, you're not going to kind of condense the playoffs. Uh, then, you know, something has to give at some point. You know, you can only make the numbers work for so long. So I think the answer is yes, but, you know, barring uh, – that only that, or that, I should say, that only um, accounts for no further problems happening. So, it's led to you mentioned ECHL guys getting called up into AHL lineups. Rick and Rick, you and I were talking about that um, pretty extensively in the first segment in terms of Laval, but it's it's also led both at the AHL and NHL level. It's really led to, to teams having to get a little bit creative with with their roster. Um, Rick, you found a, a great story uh, out of Carolina, actually, that could end up actually affecting the AHL. Well, uh, the the trickle-down effect, yeah, we've been talking about the COVID impact on the, the NHL. The players are called up from the AHL. AHL calls up from the ECHL. ECHL dips down into, what, the Federal League or the LNAH. But all of these impacts have been, for, at, at least up till now, have been pro or or let's say semi-pro teams um, but in this case 
this is a team dipping down into the NCAA. Um, now, we know that a lot of teams um, will bring up players who they've drafted at the end of the season. Once the college season is over, they'll, they'll um, have those players sign a contract and bring them uh, bring them up, but this is this is kind of mid-season, and and Jack Lafontaine uh, is a goaltender for uh, the University of Minnesota. He's played 20 games in in his season. Um, he uh, was because Carolina is having such issues with their goaltending uh, throughout their organization. Uh, uh, Freddie Anderson, Antti Niemi with with. Uh, uh, injuries and and Patrick will probably speak about the, the injuries at the, uh, the AHL level. Uh, they've gone out and and uh, and and signed Jack Lafontaine um, to a contract uh, for the rest of the season, and uh, we'll see where he fits. Uh, where where if he's going to uh, back up at the NHL level, whether he'll appear with Chicago. Uh, to fill some of the the holes they have, um, it's it's a really creative solution. Um, as I said, th- this goaltender is is uh, he's a little bit older. Um, he was the Mike uh, Richter uh, winner last year, um, so he's established, uh, but still, I I think unprecedented bringing somebody up like this. And and you got to feel for the University of Minnesota, who you know we're we're counting on on uh, this fellow to to be part of their team for the rest of the season. So Patrick, what's you know in terms of if if he were to get sent to the AHL, what's what's the landscape looking like in Chicago right now that that would allow him to fit in there? Well, yeah, Chicago, the Wolves goaltending pitcher right now is, is interesting just because Alex Lyon's been up in Carolina. Uh, A2 McInerney has uh, been injured. Um, Beck Warm, who was kind of the ECHL goalie in Norfolk, uh, he's injured. Uh, so they had to really dip down and they brought in uh, two players, uh, Michael Lackey and uh, Daniel Manella, uh, in, who, you know, really didn't have any experience at the AHL level. Um they lost eight nothing this past Friday night to Rockford, uh, you know, and I'm not going to certainly put that all on, on the goaltending, but um, you know, there, there were some goals there that I think you know you might call questionable, and um, so I guess for me the question is with Lafontaine is uh, if you're coming out of college like that, uh, are are you getting maybe certain assurances that uh, you're going to play in Carolina? Mm-hmm. Um, and if that's the case, well, then that would maybe push Alex Lyon, who's certainly a number one at this level, back to Chicago, which would sort of stabilize things uh, at both levels. And I think maybe that would be the ideal situation uh, for everybody, I guess, other than maybe Alex Lyon. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, you, 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 the, the trickle-down effect is, is such a real thing. And, uh, you know, we've, we've seen, I mean, in the past couple of weeks, goaltenders uh, being called up from the Federal League and from the Southern uh, Professional League and, you know, I never really thought we'd see that day come where you're seeing uh, federal league goalies come up to the AHL. I mean, that that's you're jumping probably at least two levels, maybe more, to be quite honest. Um, it's a it's a massive jump to say the least, and uh, you know, so but you know, at some point, I mean, there's only X amount of goaltenders out there, and the supply is extremely limited. And uh, right now, there's a huge demand and. Um, and so teams, yeah, have to get very creative and, uh, it, you know, it's just, you know, you, 
you think maybe this will settle down by early February uh, when the taxi squad um, plan is supposed to sort of um, end. But, you know, is, is it? I guess that's the question. I mean, or are we just going to see that extended another month or maybe beyond that? So if that's the case, then uh, I think you'll see teams continue to scramble uh, to fill these gaps. And, you know, it's one thing to find a defenseman here or there or forward. But, you know, when a goaltending um uh, you know, lack of goaltending uh, becomes, uh, you know, you know, a real reality for these teams. Really, I think it does start to affect, um, you know, the ability of teams to uh, win games. And, uh, you know, you know, so uh, like I said, I mean, trying to figure out now where the standings, um, how they're going to unfold in the next <laughs> several months. I mean, good luck. I mean, you, you know, you're seeing the, these, kind of real variations and, uh, you know, and in teams that were, um, really strong at the start of the year now really hit some, uh, some road bumps just because, you know, if, if you're the Chicago Wolves and you lost an Alex line and a Mackie Nemi and, um, that were, that, that'd be hit at any time, but, uh, even more so when, uh, there's not a whole lot, uh, out there, uh, to be able to replace them with. So it's a real issue right now, for sure. I mean, I know a lot of GMs around the American Hockey League are definitely pulling their hair out and um, trying to trying to make the best of it. But, um, you know, it really does come down to a classic case of supply and demand. Uh, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say that uh, COVID's had so many impacts. Um, and uh, we think of uh, goaltender Alex Stalock, who had a, a, a bout of COVID and then was diagnosed with a, a COVID-related heart issue. Um, and, you know, we expected him to be out for the full season. There was even some question about whether he would uh, ever return uh, to hockey. And we see this afternoon that Michael Russo is reporting that Stalock um, is heading to Bakersfield uh, and uh, is slated to begin his comeback. And, and there's, there's a goaltender. If he can be, um, if he can make the comeback, if he can be effective again, who's got a ton of experience, 150 NHL games, 200 AHL games, uh, who would be a real welcome sight, I can imagine, for Bakersfield. Yeah, I, I was, I mean, I, I was really surprised to see that news. Um, you know, the, the sort of the general thinking had been that Staylock would be out all season, um, you know, after going through his uh, battle with, with uh, COVID. Uh, so to see him come back mid-year, yeah, really encouraging. I mean, um, you know, and hopefully, you know, for his sake, he's able to um, get back up to speed and, uh, you know, kind of rediscover his game. Um I guess it's one of those things we don't really know um, what to expect just because, I mean, there's not much of a, a history of this kind of thing. I know, I know Marco Rossi came back uh, from his situation last season. Uh, he's also a 19-year-old, 20-year-old kid. Uh, it's a little bit different health uh, situation there. So, um, yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully he can make the, the move back and um, – and find his way and uh, certainly coming into a good situation with Bakersfield. That's a, you know, team that's starting to find its stride and, um, you know, pretty solid team in front of him. So, uh, so that's a good uh, setup for him, but uh, sorry. Yeah. It was interesting to see that. 
Well, it's uh, I think the 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 key is that despite all of this, uh, it feels like we're we're hearing bad news or postponements and delays and 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 not happy news necessarily in terms of the AHL. Um, it's nice to be able to find kind of some bright spots along the way. You know, it's um, you know it's kind of a fun story for Jack Lafontaine. Um, maybe not so fun for his university team that he had to suddenly leave. Um, but it's a, it's a fun story for Jack LaFontaine, an excellent story about Alex Stalock. As you said, Patrick, uh, it was not expected that he would return this year. So the fact that his doctors have cleared him uh, and, and we'll see how, how quickly he's able to, to get back up to speed. Um, it's, it's pretty amazing. So um, there are still good stories to be told. Uh, it's what we're here to, to keep doing. And it's why Patrick, we, Enjoy having you uh, here with us as well to to help really um, kind of set the set the scene for us and and really get into all particularly West Coast teams uh, that that uh, you you're so in in tune with and tapped into um, but but the Eastern Conference teams outside of Laval as well um, and we we value uh, all of your insight. Absolutely, always a pleasure, always uh, fun to come out here and and talk some American Hockey League. Absolutely. And uh, don't forget, uh, Patrick actually went into this uh, into into some length of detail in his last under review article, which currently can be found on AHLReport.com. That came out last Wednesday. So be sure to check that out. Follow Patrick at P. Williams AHL. And uh, Patrick, will we'll see you on the pages of AHL Report next week for your next under review. We're, we're anxiously awaiting that. And uh, we look forward to you being back here in a couple of weeks. Great. Thank you. My pleasure. Rick, I have to say, it's always, you know, any interview that we do here on the Press Zone is always a lot of fun. But having Patrick Williams come every other week and and just the three of us being able to sit down and and just kind of kind of muck through whether the, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent, whatever is going on in the AHL. It's just it's a it's a fun segment and a really informative segment for for us as I mean, not to mention our listeners, but for us as well. And it's it's always great to have him on. It's uh, it is, and and to have him for the AHL hot stove every second week, to have him for his uh, his column every second week on AHLReport.com, and to have him be part of our team, uh, he's around in in our Slack chat, and and <laughs> to interact with him, um, and to uh, bounce ideas off him, and and uh, it's 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 been great having him part. Of, be part of the Rocket Sports team this season. Absolutely. And we're looking forward to to much more with him. Um, Rick mentioned his his biweekly column. Uh, that is called Under Review that Patrick does every other week, the weeks he's not here on the press zone, if that makes sense to you. Uh, under Review, it's, it's a way for him to kind of put together his, his thoughts from things that he's picked up and heard about and, and discovered in his coverage of the entire AHL throughout the week. Uh, so be sure you look for that. That comes out on Wednesdays at AHLReport.com. It's under review. Um, every week you can find Maria Boabdo's AHL Weekly column. That comes out on Tuesdays, and that gives you a full breakdown of what's going on around the league. It gives you uh, league leaders and terms of skaters and goaltenders. It gives you the current standings around the league, uh, the latest news happening around the league, uh, top headlines, uh, as well as even uh, quick links to every one of our Laval game recaps and so forth. Uh, So really valuable information there uh, from Maria Boabdo every Tuesday. And of course, as I mentioned, 
mentioned in the first segment. Uh, we'll be back in action with Laval Rocket game recaps after each game this week. Lots to be found there at AHLReport.com. Um, Rick, I think after uh, after a bit of a reprieve, I think it's about to get very, very busy again. At very RSM. busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and you don't want to miss a thing. I, you do not. Uh, all of the crew at allhabs.net. Uh, is going to be cranking things out as the Canadians get back in action. All of us here at the AHL Report are also going to be cranking out a lot of content uh, as as well there. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the All Habs YouTube channel, youtube.com slash allhabs for the Habs Fan Forum with Ben. Uh, Rick, there's, just, there's a lot of hockey coming, a lot of content coming, and uh, we're looking forward to getting back into it. And we're looking forward to hearing from you each week. We love getting, um, when you reach out to us on social media, when you, when you put your comments on our, our Facebook page, uh, when you send us an email at info at allhabs.net, or when you just take a minute to send a text at 5853ROCKET, we really appreciate uh, hearing from you, your thoughts, uh, your opinions of what we do, your opinions about the Laval Rocket uh, or the... Uh, American Hockey League. Absolutely. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to share the podcast on your social media platforms. And uh, don't forget to stay safe out there and come back next Tuesday for another great episode of The Press Zone right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit ahlreport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.